And he reveals just a tiny piece of something to us that we need, like, like a supplement we need to take. Amen? My pastor, the pastor, my pastor had, a, had a dream in, in Bible school about his Jeep, how to fix his Jeep in a vision from God, in a word of knowledge from God. How to fix his Jeep. He couldn't figure out how to get his Jeep working. He's a Bible school student. He doesn't have any money. He can't just take it out of the shop and say, fix it. And he had a dream of the fuse box on the roll bar on his Jeep, and he had to replace the fuse. And he fixed his Jeep because of a word of knowledge. Hello. Come on, this is a supernatural gift. It is not natural knowledge, as some have said. Well, you just get, you get, the, you get the word of knowledge from reading books. No, you don't. <laughs> you, can get, you can get understanding, you can get education, no problem. But that's not what this is. Come on. It's revealed to us directly from the Holy Spirit. I gotta, I, you, can't, you can't make it up. Amen. He couldn't, my pastor couldn't have made up. Well, uh, I, I saw the fuse box in my vision. That's a vision from God. Amen. It's, it's supernatural. It's, it's supernatural. We got to realize this is supernatural. This is not natural. And one example we gave of word of knowledge in the Bible in the book of, is in the book of Revelation. The apostle John, of course, was exiled on the Isle of Patmos. And he had a vision. That's what the book of Revelation is. It's a vision Jesus gave the apostle John. That's what the whole book of Revelation is. It's a vision from Jesus to John. And he gets the vision from Jesus. He gets a word of knowledge, what? About the spiritual condition of every church at that time. The church of Laodicea, the church of Smyrna, the church of Philadelphia. Come on. He gets, he gets a word of knowledge about every single church and their spiritual condition at that moment in time. That's a word of knowledge. Come on now. You don't know that unless you go know that. And who knows that? He knows it. And he said, this church, like Laodicea, right? Laodicea, tell them to be hot or cold, but stop being lukewarm or I'm going to have to spit them out of my mouth. That was a word of knowledge to the Laodicean church from Jesus himself given through the apostle John. Come on now. Then last week we looked at the word of wisdom. Uh, one example of this is also in Revelation we gave last week. He who has an ear, let him, Revelation 2.7, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. This is a word of wisdom coming through the Apostle John. He, he tells them what will happen if they overcome. They will get to eat from the tree of life. They will get to be in the paradise of God if they overcome. And that speaks to the future. The word of wisdom always speaks to the future. Word of knowledge is the present or past. Word of wisdom is about the future. And that's why a lot of times we, we lump everything into prophecy. But really, when it's speaking of future events, it's a word of wisdom. It's not just prophecy. Prophecy it can be, uh, uh, I can give a prophetic utterance, and within that prophetic utterance, there could be a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, all within one prophetic utterance. Some of those I gave had those. They had a word of knowledge for present. They had a word of wisdom about the future. You getting this? When we hear a word of wisdom, this is one of the big points we got last week, we need to realize it may be conditional based upon our response. That's very, very, very important to understand. Right? If you get a good word, if someone says, 
something good to you about, they said, this is from the Lord. I believe the Lord said this, you know, whatever, I don't want to put out any certain word, but they give you a word about your future and they say, this is what you are called to. God told me, right? God told me something about you. Now, whenever tell, someone tells something about you, uh, you, you, you check it out, right? <laughs> you check it out with the spirit of God in you. Right? I've, had, I've had wonderful words spoken to me that I knew were directly out of heaven. Right? I, I mean, the spirit, I mean, I, I'm like, woo, God, woo. I mean, read my mail, right? You know what I mean by that? <laughs> They're like, boom, 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 boom. You're like, you been listening to my conversations? You been in my house? Where you been? <laughs> Come on now. Because God spoke something to them for me. I've also had words I'm like, like nothing agreed with my spirit at all. Like, mm, uh, no, no, that it, no, no, that, no, I don't think you got me. That we got the wrong person on that one. <laughs> mm, come on now. But when we get a good word from God, we got to realize we, we're going to have to do something with that. Right? We, we, we get a good word, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people are prophesied over to be in ministry or something, you know. Uh, you are called. You are called. God has chosen you. You're going to be a great evangelist, whatever it is, right? Well, there's a lot of steps to take to get there. Well, I'm called. God told me through so-and-so that I'm called to be evangelist. Now I'm just going to sit on my bottom and eat Cheetos on the couch. Well, you ain't going to be no great evangelist, I'll tell you that. All that word of wisdom was is to let you know something that now you need to prepare. No one told me I was called into ministry. I heard God speak in my heart. I was called into ministry. Now, I've had people confirm it over the years, right? You get confirmations. But what did I do when I felt I was called to ministry? Guess what? I was off to Bible school within a year and a half. I was gone. I left Karin behind. We were dating. And I was so excited about Jesus, I hardly thought about that aspect of my life and the funny part of the story is, I told Karen, I'm, I'm going to Bible school. Here I go. I mean, it was like boom, 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 right? And in her mind, it was over. Our relationship was done. I was going to Tulsa. And I would find some, some uh, pretty girl at Bible school and marry her. In her mind, right? In my mind, I'm like, no big deal. I go to Bible school. We have a long-distance relationship for a little bit. I come back, no problem. Ended up, ended up going to Bible school for one year and getting married. Come on. But my point, I wasn't, I, I didn't, I didn't get a word of knowledge to go into, I, I, but I knew I had to prepare because God spoke, spoke it to me, right? I knew I was called. I went, I went to my pastor and I said, I told him what I was getting from God. He agreed with it, right? Amen. Confirmation. But I had to prepare. Right? Amen. Now, if you get a bad word, this is also wonderful. We read, we read this last week. If you get a bad word about the future, come on, you can often change the bad word. We read it last week. Hezekiah was told, you're a dead man walking. Isaiah came in and said, Hezekiah, you're dying. Get your house in order. You're a dead man. Hezekiah went, turned his wall, face to the wall and prayed. And what happened? Hezekiah, or Isaiah was walking out of the house, walking out of the courtyard, right? the, the temple. Uh, where, where the king resides, right? And Isaiah turns around, gets another word from God, zoop, download, zoop, 
Turns back around and says, Hezekiah, God just told me you're going to live 15 more years. He turned, Hezekiah turned to the wall and prayed and the word of wisdom about the future, about his death, come on, was changed. Paul, another example we gave last week. Paul, when they got on the ship, he said, everyone's going to die if we get on the ship. Captain, don't take this voyage. Don't take it. Everything's going to be lost and everybody's going to die. The captain ignored Paul. Bad advice, bad, 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 bad thing to do. Amen. <laughs> he ignored, the, well, he probably didn't care about things of God, but he ignored the man of God and he, he, they got in big trouble, right? They got in big trouble and the storm hit, come on, and they were, they were about to all die and they would have. But if you keep reading, Paul went to prayer and he was in the bottom of the ship praying. He came up and he said, God told me, come on, God told me every life will be saved. We are going to lose the ship. We are going to lose all the cargo, but every life will be saved if you stay with the ship. Like when it cracks up, you start holding on to the wood and God will get everyone to the shore. And that's exactly what happened. He had a word of wisdom about that ship going down, all lives being lost. He was on the ship in the storm, went to prayer and changed the word of wisdom from a bad word to a good word, even though they lost all the cargo and lost the ship. Who knows how much they, the, the captain lost and all the companies lost who were shipping stuff, right? <laughs> if the captain had listened to Paul, none of that would have happened. <laughs> I'd go off there for a while, couldn't I? <laughs> I've told people things. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They did it. I'm like, okay, have your way. And they shipwrecked. Hello. Today, we're going to look at discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Now, this gift is, is, is a, you know, the whole different side of all this. This gift, does, it's, it's a revelation gift, right? It gives us insight into the spirit world. Did you know there's a spirit world? It's very real. <laughs> it's very real. There's a spirit world all around us right now. Come on now. It's the eternal world. It's the, this is not the eternal world you're living in. This is not it. Paul told us everything we don't see is eternal. Now, God can give us a glimpse, a glimpse into the realm of the spirit. Like we got a piece of knowledge about, from God about the present. We got a piece from God about the future, a piece of knowledge about the future. Now we're getting a piece of information about the spirit realm from God. That's what the discerning of spirits is. And we're going to define it here. So it's not just about discerning devils. A lot of people, when they talk about this gift, they, they, they focus on evil spirits and they, they say it's all about finding the devil. Many try and find the devil around every corner. Well, I got to find, find the devil around. <laughs> I got to find the devil around every corner. No, 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 no. We shouldn't be focusing on the devil. Amen. Our focus is on Jesus. This gift will actually give us insight into the good spirit realm and to the bad spirit realm. Both sides, depending on God, what, God, what, what he needs to show us. So God can let us see the good things, the bad things, or the bad things. He's going to let us see what we need to see. Amen? So let's look at our first example of this in Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse 20. <laughs> Didn't bring my fan out today. <laughs> you can, open it. can you crack a window? Thank you. Exodus 33:20, but he said, "You cannot see my face." 
This is God speaking to Moses. You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back. But my face shall not be seen. Woo! Come on. <laughs> Moses had said, I want to see your glory, God. Just show me your glory. Come on, he was going after the, we just talked about it. He was going after the things of God. And Moses got to see. Does he get to see in the spirit realm? He doesn't ask. No. no. He said, I want to see your glory, God. Guess what? God opens up the door a little bit. And Moses got to see something good, didn't he? He's able to see a little bit of God. Even just his back. I wouldn't mind seeing God's back. That'd be okay. Anybody want to see God's back? That'd be okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> he wasn't able to see much of God. Why? Why, couldn't, why, couldn't, why can't we see God in this flesh? We would die. We, our flesh can't handle God. No, no, no. Our flesh can't handle much of God at all. I've been in services, well, right here and other places, right, where the power of God's so thick I can't stand. I don't know what level of power that is from God, but it's not, it's not much. Right? If God shows up with 100% power, we're all dead. Boom, dead. Maybe 1% power he shows up. And that's when you're like, woo, God. Woo, God. 1% of God. He's like, well, that's only 1% of me. <laughs> and we're like, woo. Wow, God. He's like, oh, 1%, that's 1%. Come on. But God opened up the spirit realm. Come on, a little bit. So Moses could see a little bit of God. Isn't that cool? That's discerning of spirits. He got to see into the spiritual realm. All right, he didn't like that one. <laughs> we'll go on. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. You like Isaiah? Isaiah 6, 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. Woo! With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Woo, wouldn't that been something? Come on, Isaiah, Isaiah got to see the Lord sitting on the throne. This is discerning of spirits. Come on up, Isaiah got to see the train of the Lord's robe filling the temple. Woo, come on now. Can you imagine seeing this? He saw this in the spiritual realm. He got a glimpse. Isaiah got to see the seraphim angels and he got to see him crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Come on. Woo, come on. He got to see this. What a blessing, huh? I'm sure Isaiah, he was like on a high for days. <laughs> come on now. You've been on a high in God? Come on, youth camp. You get on a high at youth camp. That's a high. That's a good high. You can get high on God all you want. Amen. 
You're meant to, we're meant, we're, we're made to get high on God. The reason people supplement with all these drugs is because they aren't getting high on God. So they, they get another drug and they get another drug and they get another drug. They're trying to get high on the wrong thing. <laughs> You're supposed to get high on him. Come on. I've been in services where, man, I tell you, it was like a week later, I still feel the effects. I'm like, woo, I still feel it on me. Whoa. Hallelujah. Amen. I bet Isaiah felt this for a month or two. He, he's like floating. I saw the Lord. I saw the chain of his robe fill the temple. I saw the Lord on the throne. I saw the seraphim angels. Come on. What a blessing. But what is, what is this? This is the sermon of spirits in operation. This is a gift of the spirit. It was opened up. A little tiny window was open. Come on. And Isaiah got to see something. That's discerning of spirits. The gift of the discerning of spirits. This never happens unless that door is opened by God himself. All right. We'll go on. <laughs> Revelation 1. Another example here. Revelation 1. 12 through 15. Of course, we just talked about this, the Apostle uh, John giving the, uh, getting the vision from Jesus. And here he's telling us the vision right here. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. Whoo, come on now. He got to see Jesus. John got to see Jesus. He got to see our Lord. Hallelujah, what a blessing. And we get a little bit description of Jesus from this, right? His hair is white as wool. Anybody got some white wool, white wool hair? It's okay to have gray hair. Jesus has gray hair. <laughs> Come on. His hair is white as wool. Ooh, can you imagine? Ooh. His eyes like a flame of fire. Ooh. Imagine looking in the eyes of Jesus. The flame of fire coming out. Woo. His voice sounds like many waters. Right? You, get, you, get out, you get out to the waterfall and you're like, whoa, that's cool. Like, the voice of Jesus. John gets to see this. John gets to hear this. Why? There was a gift of the discerning of spirits here. Right? John was able to see something no one can see. Unless... Unless the Lord opens up that door. You getting this? Come on. Let's look at Acts 16. Acts 16. Now, so far, we've basically seen a lot of good, good uh, discerning of spirits here, right? We've, we've, seen, we've seen good things. John saw good things. Isaiah saw good things. Good things. You're like, woo, I want to see it. Moses saw God. All good, right? Now, we're going to see a little something different. Acts 16, verse 16. Now, it happened as we went to prayer 
This is uh, uh, the book of Acts. This is the, uh, uh, Luke is writing the book of Acts. If you didn't know, Luke is the author of uh, Acts. And he's traveling with Paul. Now it happened as we, right, the group, the company that's with Paul, we went to